0: Hello and welcome to the Gambler Racing Podcast. I'm Selectabet and as ever I'm delighted to be joined by Paul Gallagher, who's otherwise known as the Voice of Value. How are you, Paul? I'm not too bad, can't complain. Uh, It's almost the weekend. (laughs) I think both of us... uh... Kind of glad to reach this point on a Friday where we can actually sit down and look ahead to the weekend and uh, have a look at the racing that's coming up um, there's 8 races on ITV tomorrow from Newbury and New York and as ever we'll have a look at those also worth mentioning that there's also a further 10 races on ITV4 on Sunday so it should be a cracking weekend of racing action for armchair
1: fans yeah it's brilliant for the sort of terrestrial viewer as it were um, a good weekend. That I'll have I've not looked at Sunday in any depth yet, um, but I'll try and do that and maybe get a few tips fired up on Mister Fixit's website. But yeah, for the time being, I've focused on Saturdays' racing ITV racing cards, which looks like it could be um, good fun if nothing else.
0: Yeah, we'll get to those very shortly. At this stage, we'll also have a wee look at last week. Um, no winners, a couple of places, and as you were saying, me quite a few. Hard lock stories.
1: I feel like I'm I'll be getting hauled into the headmaster's office shortly. <laughs> uh yeah, Al Rams, I was second, um arigato got a place, um you know it was mainly each way shouts that I went for, I think they right? yeah. yeah. Yes, it was like the, the one that was most frustrated about Lord Glitters and Arecibo. Lord Glitters was fourth when we, we needed him to be third or better.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Arecibo missed the break completely and ran on really nicely on eighth after all. Oh, so it's just it's hard luck stories and it's, oh, could I beat what could have I been? Mean? So I was saying to you off air, I might have a wee, um, if I don't have a good day tomorrow on Saturday, I will be just taking, going back and refreshing the sort of approach I take and. Maybe um, updating some of my trackers and things like that and just having a more in-depth look at it. And make sure I'm not um, missing any opportunities, put it that way. I took a, I took a few days off this week, didn't look at it at all. Sometimes that's quite good. Yeah, fresh pair of eyes maybe. Yeah, because yeah. be, I mean, if you're looking at it every day, you know. So. And I guess it's a good thing to do, not just if you're
0: in a position where you've maybe not had... The results that you wanted recently—it's actually a good thing to do just generally,
1: even if you are in a good runner for them. Um, just That's to it. get on top of that stuff. Don't get too greedy. Um, don't don't assume that you're going to get winners every week. So it's, yeah, it's just—I feel like I, I still feel like I'm doing the right things. You know, there's horses there that are running quite well. Whatever, mm-hmm. bumping into one—it's just frustrating when you're not. You want to see two or three go past the post in first rather than second, third or fourth. Yeah. It's a huge difference to the return as well, obviously. But I feel confident about, about Saturday's racing. I think there's a few in there. So, yeah, there's definitely, definitely something i quite confident about.
0: Yeah, plenty to look forward to. Um, and just before we get started on the tips, you wanted to touch on Barry Geraghty's retirement this week.
1: Yeah, big news for the uh, the jump racing world. Yeah. Um, probably the best jockey remaining um, or certainly arguably uh, and, and probably the most decorated jockey who was still riding until this week when he's announced he's going to hang up his saddle um, at 40 years of age so fairly it's he's probably thinking get out whilst he's um, relatively fit and healthy he's had a few injuries um, so there may be weighing on his mind and he had a brilliant children. Um, which was the last racing that he did so he's probably thought, yeah, good time going on a high. And how is your um, retire at 40 plans going? (laughs) uh, Yeah, well I said about that, have got two two and a half years to go. (laughs) Fingers (laughs) crossed, you never know. A big day (laughs) tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be retiring from the real job and focusing on racing full time.
0: Fingers (laughs) crossed, that would be the dream. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so as we said, there's eight races tomorrow from Newbury and York. Uh, the coverage I think probably starts about half one first race is the 5-2 to two York but we're going to skip over that one um, and then tackle the quarter past two at Newbury, the Rose Bowl stakes
1: Yeah, nothing in the first one uh, the, the one fifty five at York probably worth, no, worth mentioning that I was sort of torn between Moonlight Spirit and Communique eh, the, the Mark Johnson horse couldn't pick between them uh, there was n- nothing really attractive to the prices so yeah, it's the 2.15 at the Newbury at Newbury, where I have my first tip. Um, method is the short price, even money favourite. Um, it's a listed race. Uh sprint over six furlongs, Um, the one I think is a really big price um in comparison is a horse called Mighty Gurkha. Um anyone who watched Royal Ascot will Possibly remember Mighty Gurkha ran in the things the Windsor Castle Stakes, which was also a listed race. Is this so? When you just look at the pure form, it's another listed race. But that was a really strong listed race because it was a Royal Ascot. That so it was a good quality race. Finished fifth of 18, which is no disgrace at all. Um, ran quite well. Um, steps back up to six furlongs for this race, um, which is the distance that Mighty Gurkha won over. Uh, On debut, so no problems there, and I just think that will bring a a bit of improvement again. And I don't think um, that you'll have to improve that much to win this, or you know, or to to, to at least challenge the short price favourite. So you're getting 15 to 2 each way with William Hill. Um, Mm -hmm. I thought that was a nice little value bet to start us off.
0: It is, I mean, on the odds grid, I see Paddy Powers uh, only going 4 to 1, and obviously, we're hoping that the eight. Eight runners um, take to the starting post as well to get it each way uh, places on that.
1: Yeah, whilst it remains eight runners. That's uh, if you can grab that William Hill fifty-two. That is very good value, I think oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay, next up it's the John Smiths Cup handicap stakes at
1: York, Can you get a couple in this one. Yeah, so this is probably the the highlight in terms of a betting heat for the day because there's twenty two runners here, um, in a, in a Pretty competitive handicap so I narrowed it down to about seven I think by the time I started <laughs> the, the prices. Um, it'll be a fairly stiff test I think um, run over um, a mile or two furlongs. Um, there's a horse called you Glen that I've tipped before and quite like um, and it's actually one over course and distance but I just worry that he's maybe a bit exposed, and there's a there's one or two others that I think have got more improvement in them uh, than he does. Um, Solid stone and great example are two of the sort of shorter price ones; they'll definitely be there or thereabouts. Um, but there's two that I'm going to side with. Um, William Hill actually are paying six places in this race, so um, have a good look at them if you if you've got an account, that's the way to go. If you've not got an account, open one. Um, they, yeah, so and, and they're also pretty. Sometimes when these firms offer extra places, five or six places, they really reduce the odds they're offering. But to be fair to Hills on this occasion, um, they, they seem to be best price or there or thereabouts on a few of them. So worth looking at. Um, so, yeah, first tip in this is a horse called Tin and Daly, who actually uh, tipped two weeks ago, I think. Um, yeah. And he ran into a place for his third. Um, just nicking along the inside, and a big handicap at Epsom. Um, I think he's got every chance again. Uh, certainly, it hasn't gone up in the handicap, so I think he'll be there or thereabouts again. Um, and twenty to one, I thought was a huge price. I would have put him at more like ten to one. So, so
0: this it, is where I ring the Danny Tudhope weekly bell.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, the, the, the way looking at it is, um, Danny takes the Danny takes the ride again, um, and it was it was Jim Crowley last time. I can't fault Crowley. To be fair, he gave mm. a decent ride. Maybe had it, the horse slightly too far back for my liking, um, and yeah, I'll never I'll never say that Talk won't be a bonus uh, tomorrow. So yeah, that's if anything, that's an improvement. So yeah, twenty to one, too big, um, still an improving sort of four year old. Um, I think this is um perhaps only second second outing with um David O'Mara if I'm not wrong so um a third rather um so definitely one to follow for me and yep too big a price six places 20 to one each way thanks very much um second choice in this race um is another one I've tipped previously um who didn't let us down I think it was at Royal Ascot, in fact, it was, yeah. Ran into a place in, in fifth in a huge, big handicap there, the Royal Hunt Cup. And we were getting, I think we were getting five or six at least places being paid that day. Um, and that's a horse called Baltic Baron. He uh, was 33 to 1 that day, you'll remember um, that I got a place. Shorter price today, but the same principle applies. 16 to 1. He actually has a change of jockey because Tuddle rode him that day um, to continue the theme it's Angus Villiers who rides him today um, but he gets a £5 claim and he's a decent decent young claiming jockey so that's a, it's not a negative anyway put it that way yeah. um, and I think this distance um, is a slight step up from the last time um, it was a mile that, that race at Ascot Royal Hunt Cup so he was staying on nicely and I think the increase in trip will be ideal and again six places, William Hill, really good value. So hoping for to get at least one of one or two of those into the places and hopefully a winner. Yep,
0: Skybet also
1: going six places on this one as well.
0: So worth shopping about. I think William Hill probably just edge Skybet in terms of prices for those two tips, mind you. So William Hill looking like the best option there.
1: Yep, fair play to them. Um that's, it's uh, looking like a good value, good value show.
0: Okay, next one TV is the two fifty at Newbury, but there's a little no bit on that one for you.
1: No, uh, another one. Um, this uh, a sort of Philly's handicap, and the, there was just nothing really that jumped out. If you if you pushed me um, to pick one, it would probably be tomorrow's dream for Haggis and, and, and uh, Holly Doyle riding it. But it's going to be a fairly short price favourite in, in a sort of open race. So there, no, there was nothing really there that jumped out at me. Which takes us on to the uh, 305 at York. Five for long sprint. And you're looking at El Astronaut. In this yes, old favourite El Astronaut. or El Astronauti. Uh, who has won for us a few times in the past, to be fair. Um, he is now a seven-year-old, but shows no sign of uh, letting up at all. He ran really nicely. At Doncaster in his first outing of the season. Um, that was a month ago. It's had a wee rest. Comes back here and... He's a course and distance winner. Good ground, soft ground, good to firm, not a problem. So, no worries on that count. Um, the one that looks like probably going off favourite is a horse called Kay Amoro, um, who is a, a younger horse. She is only four, gets a bit of weight uh, because she's a filly, but, and she's improving, but she'll have to improve again, I think, to match El Ashnotti, who Almost always runs his races there or thereabouts, particularly on courses that he likes. York, York is one of one of those. Um, he needs a sharp, quick five furlongs. Doesn't stay much further than that, but um, he'll get that at York. Um, and I just think four to one um, is a very fair price, and he's four to one right across the board. So I'd be um, quite confident that he'll be going very close. Okay. Um... I see he's carrying a £3 penalty, no concern there? No, he's got that because he's one of the best horses in this race compared to compared to the others, so no problem with that at all. He'll shoot out, he usually starts very fast, touch wood, and he'll be there or thereabouts quite prominent, and it'll be a question of if any of the rest of them are good enough to catch him.
0: Okay, next up is the uh, 3.25 at Newbury, which is the Aphrodite Philly State. And uh, it's unusual to see you going for a
1: favourite. Yeah, I think I think she will start favourite, a um, horse called Virgin Snow. Um, the three year olds in this race get an 11 pound uh, weight allowance, which is quite significant. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's worth focusing on the three year olds. Certainly, that was my the, the view that I took. Um, Virgin Snow um, looks like. She's improving. Uh, she was very well backed. Last time out she was beaten favourite um at Newcastle, so they clearly think quite highly of her. Um and it looked like a, a really good horse that beat her that day. Um and they had the, the rest of them sort of strung out in behind. So I'm not too concerned that she didn't win um, and I think she's still got a good bit of improvement to come and with the weight allowance in this race I thought she looked really good value at 4-1 as well so it's one of those maybe you want to do a, an each-way double with El Astronauti or something like that they're both sort of 4-1 to one in, in each-way races um, and I, you know I can't see either of them being out of the top three. Yeah it'd be a nice back-to-back double that one. Fingers crossed we you due one.
0: We are indeed. Uh, okay, next up it's the 3:40 at York, and we're looking at Arctic Fox here, who was course and course and distance winner in the Queen Mother's
1: Cup last year. Was that? Yeah, that's right. Um, course and distance form, as you know, always um, always a positive for me, um, and just a, a horse who looks to be um, running into a nice bit of form um, as. Basically, as she improve, as she goes through this season, she's dropped a few pounds, but she seems to be moving in the right direction. Um, and I thought this might be the right time to strike with her. Um, I think conditions will suit. Um, ground, no problem and um, the, the step up and trip I think should be ideal, um, she, she's been running over a mile and two but she steps back up to a mile and four and I think that's the that's the distance that she wants and I think this will be hopefully the day to, the day to catch her, I would take the early prices um, I suspect she'll shorten I think the I think 7 to 1 Ladbrokes are um, at the moment so that's a good each way price I expect her to go off 5 to 1, um, may even go off as favourite. Yeah, it looks a very competitive race, certainly from a betting point of view. Yeah, there's quite a few near the top there. Um, th- there's a, uh, um, I shouldn't say it, but Danny Tudhope race one called Electric, who'll <laughs> be a, a oh, kiss a of death. Right as well, yeah. And the, the other, the, sort of the alternative, my second choice would probably be Mayfair Spirit, um, who's an improving four year old, one last time out. Um, over a similar um, similar distance but I think Mayfair Spirit needs to improve a bit again um, to win this one I think the return is like, crucially for Arctic Fox it's a return to this distance um, that, that I think will bring about the improvement that she needs to, to win this 7-1 uh, nah, to one is very fair I think Fingers crossed OK so that takes us on to Newbury
0: at 4 o'clock and last but not least we have uh, a couple of fancies in this one
1: Yeah and really good race, this one, um, six furlong sprint and a group three. I was torn between two of them, and I've decided, um, thanks to Betway, who are paying four places each way, I've decided I'm going to do both of them uh, each way. Um, the first choice, the sort of the best value tip, in my view, is actually the, the one at the bigger price, which is Tis Marvelous. Um, Clive Cox Horse, who is a pretty consistent sort, and ran really well at Royal Ascot, um, finishing fourth, 33 to 1, in a much better race than this. Um, it was in the King Stand that Batash ran away with. Um, but Tis Marvellous ran pr- pretty well back and forth that day. I think um, a replica of that ride or that, that performance um, would pretty much be enough to, to win this, I think, or go very, very close. You're getting 14 to 1 with Betway for four places, so that's. I think, um, a very good each-way shout. And the second choice um, is another David Amara horse. I've picked a few of them again today. Um, Summergand, who won quite nicely last time out. We've we've tipped Summergand a number of times, but to be fair, um, he's a horse that keeps on giving. Won at Pontefract, um, even money, uh, last week. Well supported, clearly in good form. They're backing the horse um, to win. Much bigger price today. Um, has gone up a bit in the weights, but it's not insurmountable. In, in, the weight doesn't matter in a, in a group three, but in terms of the rating. So I think he's entitled now to take his um, his opportunity in a race like this, a, a decent group three. Um, and I thought that for a horse in his form, 15 to two, we bet way again for a four place each way. Show it was very, very fair. So those are the two I was torn between um, and I've ended up why not let's have both of them yep should also mention that Betfred and Skybet also go four places in this as well okay. so again
0: just yeah. uh, have a wee look about in the morning if you're if you're not getting your bet on tonight
1: didn't even notice that I think the the prices for Betty must have been slightly better when I looked at them but that's great yeah, so there's, there's them that are going each way in four places that's great Okay, good stuff. Can you just give us a wee recap then of your tips for Saturday? Yeah, indeed. Um, so going through all the ITV races, one fifty-five, no bet, 2.15, Mighty Gurkha, uh, 15 to 2 each way, 2.30, two selections in this, Tin and Tinandali, 20 to 1 each way, and Baltic Baron, 16 to 1 each way, both with William Hill, both take your six places, 2.50, no bet, 3.05, El Astronauti, and that's a win bet at 4 to 1, 325 virgin snow and that's a win bet at four to one 340 is uh, arctic fox seven to one each way and finally two selections in the four o'clock they are tis marvellous 14 to one and summergand 15 to two and again taking extra places four places on that one don't complain to me if (laughs) i'm
0: Good stuff. Okay, so Paul will write those up and you'll be able to read those selections on the Mr Fixit's tips site as well and I don't know what you've got planned for the weekend, Paul, but usually you're pretty active on Twitter as well Well, the racing's uh, on TV, so just a wee reminder to give Paul a follow, which you can do so at The Voice of Value um, and just keep in touch and let us know of any winners that you have uh, throughout the day. Uh, yep. Before we wrap up, we've got our regular who who knows wins competition uh, set up on the app. That includes all eight races uh, on ITV on Saturday. It's a £5 buy-in, as ever, and the same rules apply, get the most winners, and you'll win the prize pot. So if you don't already have the Who Knows Wins app, then head over to your app store where you can download it. That's us for another week. Um, don't forget you can catch the couple of football podcasts that we put out this week. One uh, focuses specifically on Norwegian football and the other one covers... Premier League FA Cup Serie A and the Belarusian league with Greg so make sure you give them a listen there available on your podcasting platforms right now um, and that's us so thanks very much for your time Paul and best of luck with your bets this weekend
1: very welcome if I don't get um, anyone else, I think it'll be Norwegian horsey <laughs>
0: <laughs> I might go all the best mate cheers